Welcome to the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast. I'm Corey Shapiro. In this podcast, we discuss divorce news. We answer listeners' questions. I sometimes provide my observations about relationships. I've been a family lawyer for a while. I have a lot to say. In divorce news, what caught my eye is this sale, the $676 million sale of major pieces of art at Sotheby's from a very nasty divorce. The Maclow divorce here in New York City a few years ago, Harry and Linda, they were married for a long time, I think maybe even over 50 years. He left her for a younger woman. They both hired big time counsel. And what the issue, the main issue, I mean, the real issue was obviously emotions. What the lawyers were fighting about was what to do with all this art. Right. So this couple collected one of the most impressive art collections over many, many years. What they decided to do is appraise. So they each had their own appraisers and they put a value on the artwork. The appraisers couldn't agree. And when they went to trial, the judge is like, I can't figure it out because the appraisers don't know what it's worth. So what are we going to do? We're going to sell it. And that's what happened. They sold this all this artwork at this auction. I think it's actually in in a few different parts. So I would just want to go over some options if the emotions weren't so high, which is a big if, but if the emotions weren't so high, what could you have done better than these two who have a lot of money and they spent a lot of money on legal fees and time and energy? All right. So first of all, you could do what I like to call just like pick and choose, you know, a little, a little lottery. I get to pick the first piece of art. You pick the next piece of art. We go through it all. The downside of that is if one art piece is so much more worth so much more than others, that might be somewhat unfair, but I think it could balance out in most situations. The other way to do it is the appraiser approach, which they, they tried. But generally what happens if you have two appraisers who disagree, then you ask those appraisers to agree on picking a third appraiser, and then you go with the third appraiser, whatever the third appraiser says. That's a way to do it. Here, they didn't necessarily do that, so they had the judge sell, which leads me to the third option, which is you can't sell. But the problem I have with what they did is that's their identity. This is their life's work. So what do they have? Gobs of money? They're in their 80s. I I don't know how that's going to be helpful for them. I think really what they wanted was a legacy, and that's the key. When we're doing this, you have to really go to someone, what's important to someone, someone's interests, someone's unmet needs. And here it's a legacy. That's what I thought. I could be wrong, but it seemed that's what it thought to me is, is, is a legacy. And to get a legacy, you donate, right? Because you, know, you make a donation to a major art museum. The wife was on the board, I believe at the Guggenheim, at the Met. So she's in that world. And they could have had a wing, maybe a floor. In their name, that's a legacy. And that's what they created. Just like children, you know, they created a legacy to continue. So that's a little bit about this acrimonious divorce. Even if you have the resources, that's what I'm saying. It's it's not coming up with a solution that makes sense long-term. It's a short-term thinking, and that's what happened in that divorce. All right, moving on to the question of the week. Lawyer Up asks, I'm in a custody battle with my ex. I have been representing myself in family court but I feel the judge is not taking me seriously. It's never happened to me since my ex got a lawyer. Well, lawyer up, let me tell you something. 
Family court is designed for pro se people, for people who represent themselves. That's what it's designed for. The Supreme Court, on the other hand, where you have divorces, is designed for lawyers. That's where lawyers make a living. But family court's designed for parents can go there. They don't need lawyers. On the other hand, if your ex has a lawyer, probabilities are they know the law better than you. They're more comfortable in that environment than you because of their experience. And they're probably a better persuader. You might have some issues there. I do want to make a distinction, though. I want to make a distinction between a conference where you basically just, you know, have oral argument. It's almost like a conversation with the judge or maybe a monologue the judge gives to you versus a hearing where actual testimony is being taken. And then you can either cross-examine or have a direct examination. In these conferences, I think you could probably do it, even if the other side has counsel. But here's the big if. You have to be a persuader. And what I mean by that is you have to really have a soft touch. Also, a very polite touch. Judges hate interrupting. Literally, you could be mid-sentence and the judge says, breathes, and you can hear the breath. You stop. That's how respectful you have to be because you never know what can set off a judge. The problem I see people who lack experience are more bulldozers, right? More bulldozers. But you're trying to be a persuader. Very challenging to do. First of all, if you're a lawyer, it takes years to do it right. Years, I'm telling you. And, and it's, it's a whole study. But if it's your own case and you're personally and emotionally involved, it's probably five times as hard. So I feel for you lawyer up, I feel for you. So that's what I would say. So if you have a conference and you can be lighthearted, you can be persuasive, you're not a bulldozer, you could try it. On the other hand, I do think it might be more effective, especially if a trial is approaching to lawyer up as well. And that's how the game is usually played. All right, this is a good place to wrap up this episode. Please go to podcast.gettingdivorced.org. You can submit a voice question. You can provide email feedback. We read all the feedback. We're trying to make this podcast as useful as possible. So thank you for the feedback. Until the next podcast, please don't lose your mind. Mm-hmm.